when I did start working at the studio for you and I like really saw how much stuff you had, how much stuff all the other girls had. And I'm not just talking like lingerie. I'm talking dresses, stockings, tons of shoes, tons of toys, tons of like, I just, I came with this one little bag with like three choices. <laughs> Welcome to Between Two Whores, the podcast run by two professional whores who are here to talk trash, speak truths, and teach you all about the realities of sex and the sex work industry. And now, your hosts, Mistress and Evil. Heidi Hoes, welcome back to another episode of Between Two Whores. Today we are talking about what actually goes into being a sex worker because a lot of people have some very big misconceptions about what sex work actually entails in terms of making it work for you and mm -hmm. being professional and that entire episode was sparked by a comment that one of our lovely sex worker friends, Kate, um, got from one of the people she was dating. Hey, Kate. <laughs> How are you doing good? She's actually a very super busy person, like doing escort, doing doming. She's managing accounts for other sex workers. She works basically morning to middle of the night. So that dude told her after she told him that she was in sex work that he didn't like her attitude towards money because obviously she was being lazy for being in sex work because apparently ah, sex work is for lazy people. Just sitting there with our legs spread open. We just wait for the clients to arrive. We don't even move. No, they just throw the cash at us and <laughs> they flock to us and like... In heaps, yeah. <laughs> so. Which reminded me that was something we talked about that I... In sessions, you know, because I'm the submissive, sometimes I'm like laying while people are doing stuff to me. And when people are doing stuff to me, I am contracting my muscles. I am giving a performance. I am being overly stimulated. And then what do they say? Well, you've just been lying on your back the whole time. Yeah, I wish that's what I was doing. And I wish I was taking a nap. But that's not actually what happened. Happened. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, today we want to tell you a little bit more about what it takes to be a professional sex worker and how much work goes into that. And Kate, please feel free to forward that to that douche. <laughs> <laughs> what are the things that go into sex work? Because when I first started helping you, I owned basically two black dresses and nothing else and was like, it's fine with Actually, no concept of what it was going to take to be successful. Yeah. Because I wasn't aware of, like, all the things that you had to do from, like, advertising to pictures to this to that to owning things that were not just two black dresses. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, if you think about how we get our clients, obviously, they have to find us first. And... Obviously, there's a lot of competition out there. There mm. are a lot of sex workers. Mm -hmm. And 
in order to get enough clients to live off that, to really have like a stable income from that, you have to have a lot of clients and they need to find your services somehow. So what do you have to do? Well, first of all, you need to build a website. Mm -hmm. So you have to have your own website that you keep up or you have to be listed on an agency website, which means you have to get registered with an agency and you have to like go to job interviews and you have to have professional pictures taken that actually look like something. Well, it depends on what agency you work for. In other, other ones, you can look like a potato and they will <laughs> Photoshop you into some kind of supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> But, that, which by the way... Photoshop also takes a lot of work, so no shame on that. Well, some shame. I don't like that, but, you know, it, it all takes a lot of work. And then once you have that website, you also want that website to rank high. So you actually have to, like, keep yourself busy with SEO. You have to understand how the internet works, unless you're paying a ton of money to a website developer, which you can do, of course. But then it's also something that you have to earn first yeah then you need to advertise there are many advertising portals on the internet that you can use some of them you just pay ridiculous sums of money to other ones you actually have to log into every day so they rank you high so that's all like a lot of time behind your computer that you're just spending typing and luring in men because then once you have all of those things you also build in this day and age through social media and social media even on whatsapp when you have your clients on whatsapp you now you have your professional photos but you constantly have to be like putting up photos like engaging yeah so i mean a lot of social media platforms don't allow sex workers rude <laughs> twitter is the most and i put this in quotes friendly um, but you really have to take care to, like, something I learned early on in Twitter, you don't use hashtags because hashtags will lead you to getting shadow banned, which is basically no one can see your stuff. So no hashtags. You, you have to be really strategic in how you promote yourself so that they don't take you down. Exactly. But that's also time you have to spend, like, making new pictures mm -hmm. like even if it's just selfies you have to make them look good they have to kind of match what you're portraying if you're being a high-class escort you have to go as any other social media influencer and you have to like rent out nice hotel rooms or you have to make a corner of your apartment look like it's uh, a little palace you have to lounge around in in your best lingerie and try to snap all those pictures you have to like constantly interact with clients or at least with regular clients that also want to be in some way entertained yeah because they stay regulars if you're being nice if they sometimes like send you a little message yeah you have to kind of send a message back not all the time but you have to keep on friendly terms it's just like maintaining good business contacts um, what you also have to keep in mind is that a lot of ladies are traveling. A lot of ladies are not working exclusively in one city yep. because that's, it is very hard to build up a clientele. a clientele that will support you. We actually did that, luckily. But for a lot of other ladies, especially if they're only like in the erotic, regular sex kind of work, mm -hmm. 
it's way way harder so they're constantly on the move you also have to keep in mind that you have to pay rent you have to find a place to sleep Mm -hmm. you have to research where you work in which kind of establishments what is safe what's allowed in that city here in the country we work different cities have different laws for prostitution so in some cities um, you have to be very careful in which district you work in which hotel you work because some hotels are in districts that don't allow any sex work and you can actually get heavily fined for that yeah so i mean we're lucky to be working in a country where prostitution is legal but like you just said there are a lot of rules around that we have to be registered we have to pay taxes um because we're registered so they really know what we're doing and and every three years i think or two years i don't actually know we have to renew our we we do get a passport for that specific Mm -hmm. profession that states the counties that we are allowed to work in that also is all very time consuming because you actually have to go to, to the to the government office in order to bring your papers there and they question you and make you cry (laughs) make you cry (laughs) and they allow you to be a whore after they've you know berated and judged you for 20 minutes (laughs) exactly and actually charged you 35 euro when some people only paid how much did you pay i don't remember significantly less and i still don't know how (laughs) horrible Anyway, side note. Um, Yeah, I just feel like I was super overwhelmed when I started because when I did start working at the studio for you and I like really saw how much stuff you had, how much stuff all the other girls had. And I'm not just talking like lingerie. I'm talking dresses, stockings, tons of shoes, tons of toys, Tons of like, I just, I came with this one little bag with like three choices. Yeah. I was like, I'm here. And that doesn't work because Mm -mm. you have, clients will expect you to have like a little collection of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're in BDSM, you have to have at least one leather trouser, at least one leather miniskirt, at least one leather um, thigh-high boots, at least toe shoes, Mm -hmm. um, very high sky heels, plateau shoes. Like, you have to have so many things. You have to have a latex catsuit, but also a latex mini dress and also a latex mask. And they will remember, I feel like, what you may not remember, because maybe you haven't seen them in, like, six months, but they'll be like, oh, you wore that the last time. And it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So you actually have to have, like, choices there. And also when you're working... An escorting, and I'm now speaking as a high class escort. You will have a lot of like regular clients, and of course, they will take you out. And you have to kind of give them something new every every time they see you, and something exciting. And they will expect you to dress very well. When I was being a high class escort, I was expected to wear high end brands, which, in my, if you know me, my regular life, I very much don't do. <laughs> I love to wear either nothing or pajamas. <laughs> so I actually had to go out and buy all this, at least in the beginning when I didn't have anything by myself yet and none of my clients had gifted me something. When I started and a lady from the agency, because I worked for a high class agency, 
um, said to me, so we're doing the photo shoot. You're booked for the photo shoot in like two weeks. And just remember, all your underwear has to be high-end brands. It has to be Enchant Provocateur. It has to be Aubade. It has to be La Perle. I looked at the website and I was like, well... Now I have to see which bank I rob so I can afford this one set for 600 exactly. euro. Exactly! It was ridiculous. I somehow managed to borrow the money from a friend. Thank you. <laughs> and not from her. She was yeah. poor. I'm still, <laughs> still poor. Different friend that's listening to this podcast. And um, also a colleague of ours. And then could pay it back after I had a client. But that's that's a lot of money that also goes into starting that. Yeah, and a lot of upkeep, and you also like once you start it, you you have to also make sure that you always look presentable because you could at any time get like a appointment. Mm -hmm. You cannot walk around like we are doing now during this pandemic. <laughs> no, I so I didn't have to buy those expensive things, but if you are poor and you're starting out, like in the hopes that you're going to make money as a sex worker, it is overwhelming how much money you actually have to shell out in the beginning. Because I did do my escort pictures at the same time, which cost a whole bunch of money. I was trying to collect lingerie that was not high-end, but still, not even high-end stuff adds up after a while. And it felt, like, really frustrating to me. But I have to say, though... Working in the studio, like as an escort, yes, I always tried to look different, have different things on, but like working in the studio after I was there long enough and had regular clients, I really didn't give a shit about if this was like the seventh time they had seen me in something because I wear these things for point twenty seconds and then I'm naked. And that is true for you. That for you, that is true for me. Unfortunately, not exactly. But that's why I was like, I'm not buying. Like, unless somebody wants to gift me something, men <laughs> who want me to like be in something different every time, but then don't want to like help me get it. No, you're not getting it because I remember one guy. He was like super into like seeing me in something different every time, and I would come in and I'd be wearing something different. He'd be really excited, and then he would take it all off. And so for me, it's like, no, sorry, sir. I'm not, I'm not going to go spend like another hundred euro on lingerie to wear it for 30 seconds and then have it thrown in the corner or I try to shove it in the corner so that nothing disgusting gets on it. <laughs> that is basically how, how much money goes in it. And you also have to have your nails pretty. You have mm -hmm. to have your hair pretty. You have to get pedicures every two weeks. You have to have your punani pretty. Yeah, everything has to be waxed or shaved or lasered. Um, you you really have to take care of your body. Like back when I was really working, I had a personal trainer three times a week because I'm a lazy bum. And by myself, I wouldn't do that. But to just keep in shape, to keep on fitting in the fucking expensive latex things that I had bought for mm -hmm. a thousand euros. So yes, it's... Time-consuming and it's money-consuming. And yes, we do charge by the hour. And a lot of people say, wow, for an hour of work, that's a fuck ton of money. But what they don't understand is it's not only that hour that we're in a session that we're working. Yeah. Before and after that hour, there's so much that happens. Yeah. 
that um, is time consuming and money consuming. Before a session, I have to plan the session. I have to get ready. I have to get in a specific outfit. I have to go rent a room mm -hmm. or like go to the studio. I have to prepare that room. I have to get the toys that we need. I have to really structure, okay, I have to have this in the room or I need to cooperate with a different colleague. So yeah. I need to talk to her before. Then the client comes, then we chat. So that <laughs> takes up 15 minutes. Then the client showers five minutes more. Then we start an hour session. Then we chat again. Then the client showers again. Then the client leaves. Then, then you clean up. Then I clean up. Then I disinfect all the toys. Then we're already like in total, it's already like three hours further. Then I have to shower myself mm -hmm. and get myself all pretty again because I have been sweating from all the bending and and sticking stuff in people. <laughs> also because I'm really not sporty at all anymore. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of time. And before that, I had to email with that client. I had to have like a WhatsApp conversation. I had to call with him. I had to do the advertisement. So he actually found me. And afterwards, he will still probably send me a little thank you. So I also have to like respond to that. It's like a lot of like work. So basically for that one hour, it may maybe now it took me four hours in total to to really do everything. And so if you're a, a client or a troll listening, this is why when you send messages like, hi, and nothing else, you don't get a response because if you, I'm not going to pull something out for you, or if you're just a client that's like, hi, um, let's meet blah, blah, with no information. It's like, I have legit people that are sending me like exactly what I want. And that is time consuming. I'm not going to waste my time yeah. on this nonsense. Because like you said, it's in total, like it's actually a lot of hours of work yeah. just for one. We're, client. I, we're actually busy and please understand this also as a business. Like if you're just sending us a flirty message, we're not here to flirt. We will flirt with you when you're there and you gave us the money yeah we'll be uh flirting machines you'll feel yeah flushed and <laughs> hot and bothered yeah but um in the beginning if you write a message keep it business keep it like hey saw your profile liked it like this this and that um can we meet that day that time for that long um i'm also flexible if you have another date available and I would like to have this, this, and this. But this is why I think this guy made this comment, even though he's not a client. Because when I'm on Twitter for my profile, it's actually amazing how many, like, time wasters or just, like, downright, like, misogynists that, like, I don't have to fucking give her money, like, any more than I did. I paid for this and I deserve all of this. Like, they don't, like, understand reality in no. any way, shape, or form. So it's... It's actually fascinating how many men think that like we do nothing. Yeah. But sit around. Some but somehow are are impeccably like put together, yet then somehow we aren't up to their standards and yet we're still lazy. Uh <laughs> no, I do I do think that. I sometimes when clients call me, I get the feeling they think I just lounge around all day in the finest silk drinking champagne 
Just I wish. <laughs> Me too, my God, that would be the life. Just waiting for them to like rock up at my door and rock my world. No, sir, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually sitting on a couch with my 10th cup of coffee behind a computer typing furiously on my new website text when you ring me and try to waste my time with like, hi, so yeah. what do you offer? Yeah. <laughs> I have a website. I don't have the internet. <laughs> really? Then how did you get this number? <laughs> it's ridiculous. A lot goes into the grooming too. Like we would go back to Madrid and then I would spend the next two weeks like preparing for our next travel where it was like getting my hair done all over again. I was getting my hair done like every three weeks, which is a lot because I dye my hair to be like, I would never go that often, but because I have to keep up with that. Every three weeks, getting my hair done. Every three weeks, getting... My nails were so flimsy towards the end before the pandemic because they were constantly under gel and had no strength. Actually, I really like my nails now. I mean, they look horrible. They're super dirty because I'm now constantly (laughs) gardening or digging in dirt. Sexy. But they're really long and really healthy. (laughs) Sorry, side note. (laughs) There you go. But yeah, also for ladies that want to start in this... Don't fall into the illusion that this is quick or easy money. It's not. It's a fuck ton of work. There's a fuck ton of knowledge that goes into it. Time, effort, and you have, as in any business, you have to first put in money to later on get money out. And that is a continuous cycle. You have to invest in order to get something back. And I think with like this OnlyFans and the pandemic, it created a larger illusion where like, Anybody and everybody can be a sex worker. And yes, some people do get lucky and they have a whatever, I'm going to say shtick, and they do sort of become like overnight sensations. But for the majority of sex workers, it's a lot of background work. It's a lot of promotion. It's a lot of networking also networking time like setting up your your photo shoots setting up your content and especially with OnlyFans, that is like a constant content machine like you have to be putting up photos videos interacting every single day seven days a week for that to like really work and maybe we didn't necessarily have to like do it to that extent it's still a regular business like job where you have to constantly be focused on making your brand, I guess. Yeah, you have to build your brand and you have to have your shit together. You have to have your work phone. You have to have your website. You have to have your, <clears throat> if you do your own taxes. Wow, you must be superwoman. <laughs> I don't understand taxes. I don't understand them either. <laughs> but I think. But you have to have like a, a tax person to do it for you. You have to have your papers in order. You have to write receipts. You have to write a... Yeah, in your ledger. Because again, here where we are, we have to... Because we have to be registered. It's not illegal. They know what we do. We unfortunately also have to um put things on paper. Like to an extent. We're not writing down our clients' real names. But we have to sort of... We can't fudge as much, I'll put it that way. Exactly. If you're thinking about getting into this, be really aware to 
learn first what it means to be professional because that is also just the, first of all for you to be successful and second in order to stay safe mm -hmm. get tested regularly like I recommend at least every three months you go to like a, a health clinic and mm -hmm. you get yourself completely tested saying that you are a sex worker. It's mostly anonymous there. I think in all of the clinics it's anonymous. Yeah, I think you can find um, you can find clinics, but also if you are somebody that can't get to some place that's anonymous, I think the best thing to do is to find a clinic and then just say you are just a very sexually active person yeah. without going into detail. I hope practicing like safely, but obviously like be upfront if you know you haven't been and then just let them do their thing. Do the thing, just being like you really want to be tested for everything because you know, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, so that is all things that you have to do, like really find um, good people that can teach you or that can keep you safe. I, I it sounded like I, I told you to get a pimp. That's not what I meant. I meant like, for example, if you work as an escort alone and you go to hotels, um, tell your best friend and tell them like, hey, listen, I will call you when I'm in the room and when everything is okay. And when it's not okay, I will say this and this. And if it's okay, I say that and that, you know, like just like really also research the places that you're going to work in. See that you get like good pictures taken, that you get the right kind of clientele that you want. Don't Photoshop so much. Just be aware that this is a business. It doesn't matter if you're a client, if you're just someone that's just in general interested to, to, to listening to two old whores. Um, if you ever thought this was quick and easy money without much behind it, it is really not. Sex work is work and it should be treated as such. And we also want to be recognized as like just normal workers. Yeah. That actually we are business women running our own enterprises here and a lot of work goes into that so yeah. we would love a little bit of respect for that so that is our little insight list we will go into further detail about um being a sex worker and these types of topics in other episodes but we wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about what it actually means to be in this business because contrary to men's delusions it is not us sitting with our legs open waiting for that man to come and you know satisfy yes. us um we we work we are business women and show us some love that is all for today my hoes stay safe stay kinky goodbye